Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Bible Truth for Living. This is your host, Pastor Tim Reynolds. Whether you're listening by radio or the podcast, we appreciate you tuning in today. A couple of announcements before the message. First of all, today is National Grandparents Sunday. We invite you to Mount Vernon Baptist Temple at 10 a.m. this morning, if you're listening by radio, and 11.15 a.m. at Waltonville Community Church. We have a lot of special things planned. We have books for each grandparent uh, that we'll be giving, and then we're going to have a big group picture on the stage of all the grandparents with their grandchildren, and then individual pictures of grandparents with their grandchildren at the end of service. So come out, enjoy a good time with your uh, grandchildren, and uh, maybe they don't attend church anywhere. Bring them, and uh, maybe you'll start the habit, all right? So 10 o'clock, Mount Vernon Baptist Temple at uh, 817 Woodland Drive off of Route 37 South in Mount Vernon, 1115 at Waltonville Community Church at 321 South Hiram Street across from the Waltonville Cafe. And then next Sunday, September the 17th, is National Back to Church Sunday. We have a lot of special things planned for that. It's a day, you know, it's back to school season. Uh, that's already now almost a month past, isn't it? But uh, a lot of times folks get out of the habit of going to church over the summer. Sometimes even, uh, you know, things like COVID has people uh, where they never really got back into the routine. And so this is an opportunity to invite friends and neighbors and family to come back to church. And uh, we'll do that at both of our churches again, 10 o'clock, Mount Vernon Baptist Temple, 1115 at Waltonville Community Church. Today's message I've titled Moving Forward. I'm I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. The Apostle Paul writes, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. The word apprehended means I haven't arrived, okay? None of us spiritually arrive. That won't happen until we get to heaven. He says, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Everyone knows that one person, hopefully it's not you, who can't seem to move past reliving the glory days. Uh, sometimes uh, middle-aged men will do that. Uh, you know, they picture themselves back in high school, a, a balding, overweight, middle-aged guy who thinks he can still throw a football on Friday night, you know, and when he tries, he throws his shoulder out or or tries to play point guard like he did back in high school, and it doesn't work out so well, you know, or the 40-ish uh, mom of three who still envisions herself doing cartwheels across the gymnasium floor. Uh, you know, we often reminisce about how good we used to be maybe as an athlete or a musician. Uh, Someone has said the older we get, the better we used to be. That's probably true as well. Uh, But from time to time, each of us looks on the way things used to be. Sometimes that's with a sense of fondness and nostalgia, you know, the good old days. Uh, Maybe the past is so attractive because it is safer and more familiar. Sometimes we look at the past and we see nothing but regrets and hurts and disappointments. And if we're not careful, either way, we find ourselves living in the past 
rather than living in the present and looking forward to what the future has to hold. Now, granted, the future involves uncertainty and it involves risk, but we can't move forward if we keep looking at the past. Imagine yourself in your vehicle trying to drive forward, but constantly looking at the rearview mirror. You see, the reason you have a large windshield and a small mirror is that you can look in the back, look behind you occasionally, and I think that's good. Sometimes it's good to look back and reminisce, and and nothing wrong with that. But you shouldn't spend the majority of your time looking back. The majority is looking forward to what is ahead on the road, and life is the same way. As we go through life, we should not spend our energy and our thoughts on the past, whether it's a good past or a bad past. Uh, Good times and bad times, they come and they go, but if you live in that, you're unable to enjoy new fellowship and new peace with God and with others. Now, in the text that I read from Philippians chapter 3, Paul is not writing from the Hilton Hotel. He's writing from prison. In prison, he had a lot of time to think about uh, things about his life and uh, to think about uh, different things that he had done. And most of us, I think if we were in Paul's situation, we would be depressed. We would be discouraged about past choices, uh, maybe things that even landed us there in that problem. But Paul was not that way. Paul says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. Now, that doesn't mean he's He's forgetting to the point that they never happened. In fact, when you think of the past of the Apostle Paul before he was saved, he was arresting Christians, persecuting Christians, uh, mocking Christ while embracing his own righteousness and religion. And in fact, you see several times where Paul uses that testimony and he says, here's what I used to be, but I'm not going to live there because I need to reach forth to those things that are before. I'm pressing forward. That word press means with intensity and purpose toward what God God has for me, not in the past, but in the in the present and in the future. Now, I want to share this uh, today, three keys to moving forward in your life. Number one, to move forward, you must leave the past. Well, that makes sense. You must leave the past. In Exodus chapter 12 and verse 11, you have the Passover uh, instructions from God. He has told the Israelites uh, to pick a lamb without blemish. He's told them how to cook it. And now, very interesting, he's going to tell them how to dress uh, before uh, they eat it. Now, let me give you the setting here. Israel has been in Egyptian slavery for over 400 years. God at this time is about to send the plague of death of the firstborn. He gives them these instructions. Remember, he said, put the blood on the doorpost and above, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. But what's interesting that I want to point out here is the fact of uh, he tells them how to dress for the meal. He says in Exodus 12, verse 11, and thus shall you eat of it with your loins girded. That means you have your, your robe cinched up, ready to run, your shoes on your feet. Don't, don't eat it with, with barefoot. Have your shoes on. And your staff in your hand. The staff was for balance as they would traverse the rocky terrain and, and sandy terrain. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. What is God instructing here? He is saying, I want you to focus not on the 400 years in the past. I want you to focus on where you're going. Get ready to get up and go. Move forward. You have to leave the past in the past. Every time 
things became difficult for the Jewish people on the Exodus, they looked back to the past. Uh, Let me just give you some examples. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore, or why, hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Now, they're looking back sort of fondly at their life in Egypt. Well, the life in Egypt wasn't good. They, in fact, were, were not only having to make bricks, they had to gather straw to make the bricks. They were miserable. People were dying. They were in slavery. And yet here, when times get tough, they begin to look fondly upon the past again. And by the way, Egypt in the Bible is always a picture of the world. You know, if you're a believer and times get tough, sometimes the temptation is there to go back to the old way of living in the world, the the old worldly friends, the old worldly habits. But don't do that when times get tough because you need to leave the past. Here's another example, Exodus 16 and verse 2. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. You see how they picture Egypt? Boy, we had it made back there. No, they didn't. They just have a, a selective memory when things got difficult. One more, chapter 17, verse 3. And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? You see the pattern here? They go back to the old thoughts, the old habits, the old way of life that looked so much better just when things started to get difficult. You know, anytime you look on the past, uh, there will be problems. Cain looked uh, back on failure and killed his own brother. Noah looked back on his struggle of building building the ark and got drunk. Abraham looked back at an unfulfilled promise and birthed a son named Ishmael. Lot's wife looked back on her former life in Sodom and became a pillar of salt. David looked back on a beautiful woman and committed adultery and murder by proxy. Solomon looked back on the false gods of the heathen and split the kingdom of Israel. Jonah looked back on a ship to Tarshish and spent three days and three nights in a whale's belly. Beloved, no effective follower of Christ can spend time and energy looking back. Jesus addresses this issue in Luke chapter 9, verse 59. He said to another, follow me. And he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home in my house. Now, the problem was not that one wanted to have a a funeral for his father and, and the other wanted to go say goodbye. The problem was the two little words, me first. Jesus said, follow me. There's two words. And each one of these characters say, well, me first. Let me take care of these things, uh, and then I'll follow you. And a lot of people still do that today. But Jesus makes this statement in verse 62, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Are you living in the past? I'm telling you, if you want to move forward for God, you need to leave the past. And then number two, in order to move forward, we need to live by faith. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 12 and verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set not behind us, but before us. Now, in Hebrews 12, you have a cloud of witnesses. That is referring to those great heroes of the faith in chapter 11. He says, I want you to consider them. They weren't perfect people. They were not flawless, but they were faithful. He says, think about that, and as you do, lay aside every weight, those things that are holding you down, maybe it's the past, put that away, and the sin that does so easily beset us. A besetting sin is that sin that seems to just always be there tripping you up. Now, you need to know what that is so you can, number one, stay away from it. Number two, Satan knows what it is. He'll throw it up in front of us all the time, and so we need to be aware of that and put those things away, and he says, run with patience. You know, the, the Christian life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Run with patience. The race set before us. Keep moving forward. You know, a construction worker has a blueprint to rely on. They look at the papers to see how to build a building. A traveler has a map or a GPS to depend on to say when to turn right and turn left. But a Christian has two items that to help guide us. Number one, I say items. I really mean you have the person of the Holy Spirit that helps guide us and help us to make decisions. And then we have the Word of God to guide us. Even when things do not make sense, even when it feels like we've lost all control of the situation. Listen, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 4. For we that are in this tabernacle or this body do groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Basically saying, in this body, the flesh that gets old and tired and all of these things, we look forward to this new body. We're going to get an immortal body. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God who hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. The word earnest is down payment. Every believer has the down payment of the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit is indwelling us. All right, so that's a benefit we have. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So we're not with Jesus yet, but we have the comforter with us. That is the Holy Spirit to help guide us, help us to make decisions and moving forward. And then a little parenthetical statement in verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. You see, when we have lost control in life, we have to realize we're not walking by sight, but we're walking by faith. The older I get, I realize that I have less and less control in life. You know, I think that's true, especially as our kids get older and they make decisions that uh, we're not happy about. But we have to understand uh, when it comes to that point, we are a guide and they have to make choices. Uh, that's that's the case in, in a lot of areas of life. We can't insulate ourselves from hurt and failure and heartache and sickness and death. Sometimes you just have to roll with the punches and choose to live by faith. Here's Matthew chapter 14 and verse uh, 25. We have the story of Peter walking on the water. The Bible says in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come to thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Well, let's give Peter some credit here. Nobody else stepped out of the boat. That took some faith. He stepped out onto the water. 
verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind, you see, he saw Jesus and everything was good. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And we do the same thing. Come on. You know, we won't look to Jesus. We'll look to ourselves and try to solve our problems. And when we get to the very end of the rope, oh, Lord, help me. Jesus, save me here. Help me out. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You see, uh, Peter, as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he could walk by faith. But when his eyes got on the other things, he began to trust in himself and saw all the storms and the problems. And boy, he went down to the water quickly. But aren't you glad Jesus is so gracious? He picks him back up. Now, leave the past, live by faith, and this last point really goes with what I just illustrated there, and that is look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You see, we're going to look to something or someone to get through life. Let's think about those things many people look for to get them through life. Some people look to, to money. You know, they think if I just had more money, a better job, more income, maybe if I hit the lottery, then life will get better, only to find out many times that life gets even more challenging if that happens. I know I'll get an education, I'll earn a degree, and that will make me happy. Well, so for some people, that that works, and it works for a temporary time. And an education is a wonderful thing to pursue. I encourage that. But education will not bring fulfillment and contentment. Neither will a career. Well, I'll get a career in something. It's something I've always loved, and that will satisfy. No. I know I'll work out, and I'll get fit, and I'll lose some weight, and boy, that'll make me happy. No. Might work for a little bit. I'll get more friends, and I'll know people, and people will know me, and as I become more popular, that will make me content. No. Look at Hollywood. That's a very discontented place right there, but yet they're famous. I know I'll get more stuff. I'll get a new car. I'll get a boat. I'll get a a, a side-by-side, an ATV, a new house, and I'll get all this stuff. No, you'll find a lot of times people with a lot of stuff are unhappy and discontented people. You see, maybe at one time you were looking to Jesus, but you begin to look at money or education or career or these other things, and doubt and disappointment begin to set in. What do you do? Well, I'm telling you, look to Jesus, let it go, and move forward. You know, there was one disciple that uh, continued living in the past, and we call him Doubting Thomas. Uh, Doubting Thomas was a follower of Jesus, but things did not go like he thought. Uh, He expected Jesus to conquer Rome and set up his kingdom, and instead he went to the cross and was crucified. Well, Jesus, after his resurrection, appears to all the disciples, but Thomas happened to not be there. Where he was, we don't know. Maybe he'd given up on the group. And uh, now the disciples are excited. They're telling Thomas, hey, Jesus is alive. I want to pick this up in John chapter 20, verse 24. Listen to this. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except, there's the word, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. They're all excited. We've seen the Lord. And he just throws a wet blanket on it. I'm not going to believe it. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them now. 
Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Here is Jesus in his resurrected body that can, can uh, overcome uh, matter and uh, space and time. And he just shows up in the room. And this is interesting. Then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. Number one, how did Jesus know about this? How did Jesus know? uh, Thomas doesn't mention it here. What that tells us is that Jesus is God. Jesus knew this all along. He knew what had happened. And I'm sure the thoughts were racing in Thomas's heart. And another thing that's not said, sometimes it's as interesting. What's not said is what is said in the Bible. It doesn't tell us that Thomas did any of that. It doesn't say he reached his finger forward to touch the nail prints or to feel his side. Thomas simply makes a statement that's a wonderful statement. Listen to verse 28. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. You see, it took him seeing to believe. In fact, Jesus says in verse 29, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You see, it's about the eye of faith, seeing Jesus with the eye of faith. Maybe you've been a doubter all along. I'm telling you, it's time to look to Jesus. Maybe you've never been saved, and you're looking for things in this life to bring happiness, and you know it's not working. The money's not working. Career's not working. Education's not working. Getting more stuff isn't working. Look to Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. If you'll just stop where you're at listening today and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin. I believe you died and rose again for me. Jesus, forgive me of my sin and save me. Then when you have Jesus, the Bible says, look first to the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Then your career can actually mean something. Your education, the stuff that you have, you can enjoy because you have the most important thing and that is you have looked to Jesus. I'll close with a cute little story. Some of you are familiar with the Peanuts cartoon. Remember, Charles Schultz wrote those for so many years, and there was a little cartoon of Lucy and her little brother, Linus, and Lucy says to Linus, go get me a glass of water, and Linus says, well, why should I do anything for you? You never did anything for me, and Lucy says, okay, I tell you what, on your 75th birthday, I'll bake you a cake, and then the next picture, you see Linus on his way to kitchen, and he says, life is more hopeful when you have something to look forward to. Now, that's a cute little comic, but that is the truth. Life is more hopeful when you have someone to look forward to. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. I would encourage you today, move forward. If you've been living in regret, maybe you're just living in the past, and boy, things just aren't like they used to be. Well, they're not. I'll agree with you. Some things are are better than they used to be. Uh, Some things are not as good, but I'm telling you, enjoy living in the present and look forward to what is to come because the best is yet to come for a Christian. Amen? And so let's not live in the past. Let's let that baggage go and move forward. Thank you so much for listening today. With the time we have left, I want to again invite you to Grandparents Day today, September the 10th at Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. We start every Sunday morning from 9 to 9.30 with a fellowship time and breakfast, followed by Sunday school classes for all ages at 9.30. 10 o'clock, we have morning worship service, and then back on Sunday night at 6 o'clock and Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Today being Grandparents Day, we're inviting all grandparents and grandchildren to come along. We have a booklet that we're going to give to all of the grandparents, and then we're going to take a big group picture of the grandparents and grandchildren, followed by, at the conclusion of today's service, 
individual pictures of grandparents with grandchildren, then we'll be sending those out to you so you can do with them what you would like. Same thing at Waltonville Community Church. We are at 321 South Hiram Street in Waltonville. We begin every Sunday morning at 1115. If you'd like to know more about both churches, you can look up mountvernonbaptisttemple.com. Also, you can visit waltonvillecommunitychurch.com. Don't forget also, those listening by radio, that all of our messages are available on the Bible Truth Podcast. And we encourage you to look that up on your favorite podcasting host. You can find Bible Truth for Living with Pastor Tim Reynolds, and you can find all of our teachings. There's a lot of uh, also verse-by-verse teaching by my dad that is on there, and you can listen to that at your convenience absolutely free. And then next Sunday is Back to Church Sunday. It's a good time to invite those friends and family members who maybe have gotten out of church and you're saying, hey, come back to church with me. We have some special things planned and uh, hope you can come out for that on September the 17th for Back to Church Sunday. We have some other exciting things coming up this fall we'll tell you about as we move along. But once again, I want to tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the broadcast. I run into folks all the time that say, hey, I listen faithfully every Sunday. And that's an encouragement to hear that folks are tuning in. So I want to thank you for that. That. Many of you listen to us on your way to your own church, and that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Also, I appreciate all those who give financially to support us. We could not have a broadcast on the radio nor a podcast ministry were it not for the free will offerings of God's people helping support this ministry. If you appreciate Bible Truth for Living and the truths of God's Word preached right from the Bible, uh, consider becoming a partner with us. You can write to us at Bible Truth for Living, 817 817- Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Include your best gift if you want to include a prayer request or maybe a a Bible question, a sermon topic you're interested in, whatever. We always encourage you to do that. And uh, it'll go directly to pay for our radio time and podcast ministry. So thank you so much for considering that. Look forward to being with you again next time. Until then, this is Pastor Tim Reynolds with Bible Truth for Living saying, may God bless you is my prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.